WBNE. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by the FDA-approved Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. It is the first of three FDA-approved vaccines, and it's freely available to everyone in the United States. If you don't already have it, I highly encourage you to get it. I understand that in the past we've received feedback for this podcast that it was too political. I want to be very clear. This is not a political issue. This is like a human safety thing. Get the freaking vaccine. That's all. Well, when you get the vaccine, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and check out all the great reward tiers we have over there. You can join like the $10 tier and hear the extra literally six and a half minutes of audio that you missed in the start of this episode, as well as whatever else we'll throw in there. Uh, yeah. So thank you so much for donating. Thank you for listening. Thank you for getting the vaccine and being a good person for your friends and neighbors. Uh, let's get on with the episode. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carver. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're taking back our ship. Or maybe we're just playing Yahtzee. So abandon ship or abandon all hope. And release the Kraken. Because today we're bringing you Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Now, Ethan, despite being a Bruckheimer film, this is not directed by Jerry Bruckheimer, and I think it shows. This is directed by Gore Verbinski, came out on July 7th, 2006, just 365 days before the book release of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, uh, but that was 5,527 days ago on a $225 million budget. Uh, this is one of few movies to break a billion dollars at the box office, definitely pre-2010. Uh, $1.066 billion at the box office. Got a 53% critic rating and a 72% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 53 on Metacritic. Ethan, do you have a professional negative review? I do have a professional negative review for this movie. It comes from our old friend, Anthony Lane of The New Yorker. And he's usually our guy. He's usually our guy. Well, you know, he didn't like this one, okay? He said, the new plot has all the appeal of a seaweed sandwich, being dark, salty, and indigestible. I think Anthony Lane is being particularly harsh to seaweed right here. I'm a big stan of just like, like you can buy those little seaweed stuff. Okay, 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 okay. We're already getting into some BS here, I see. Clearly, what you're not understanding is there's a big difference between... Uh, a, between the seaweed snacks and what I'm imagining is just making a sandwich out of Wonder Bread and wet seaweed and like and like kelp and yeah and like and like you know like the stuff that touches you when you get in the water not so like the fun not like the fun you know oh it might be slightly wasabi flavored and comes pre dried in a little uh, Milano package no not that <laughs> you're not putting that on a sandwich that's a seaweed snack I think you could put that on a sandwich to add actually now that I'm thinking about it. Put a little turkey cheese, mayo, seaweed. Get a little extra crunch, a little wasabi in there. I think you might be onto something I was, special. When he says seaweed sandwich, I think wet seaweed. I, I, get, I think sushi. I think sushi is a seaweed sandwich by the laws of sandwichdom. Uh, no, no. Um, sushi is not a sandwich. Sushi is... Um, it's a burrito. It's a burrito or a ravioli. No, it's not a ravioli. It doesn't have a, it doesn't have a top cover. I mean, I guess it depends upon the sushi. I mean, yeah, I guess it doesn't like have a, end I'm covers. like a maki roll. Yeah, yeah, maki rolls have... But they're, they're all the way around. Burritos also... I don't know. I don't remember the rules. Maybe sushi is its own category. It's not a sandwich. I'll tell you that much. It is different than a hot dog, okay? Sushi and hot dogs are different. Do you have a positive critical review for me for this movie? 
I do. This comes from Brian Tellerico at UGO. He said, Dead Man's Chest is simply something we've been missing most of this entire summer. A film that's truly alive. And you know what? I appreciate that review, Brian Tellerico. I want to pose something to you right now, Ethan. This movie came out a solid year. I want to tell you this. A year prior to Transformers. That can't be right. That doesn't feel right in my head. That feels like a crime. Yeah, that doesn't seem possible. It's because this aged extremely well, all things considered. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say that. Uh, I do just want to tell you that, that Gore Verbinski directs all these movies, or directed at least the first three. He did direct Curse of the oh, Black Pearl. Yeah, I don't think Bruckheimer ever puts his hands on the camera. No, okay. Bruckheimer's a money guy, if I, if I remember correctly. Well, I mean... Bruckheimer films all have a certain je ne sais quoi about them. They've all got this. Well, so Gore Verbinski did do uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of Black Pearl, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, Pirates of the Caribbean, At World's End, and Rango, and The Lone Ranger. So he clearly has a thing for like Johnny Depp Depp vehicles, but he also did The Ring, uh, Mouse Hunt, and The Weatherman. He's not a bad director, and I, I truly don't think that Gore Verbinski is the problem with this movie, okay? The, 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 what is your zero to 100 on this? Because I have a lot of thoughts and I would like to just get the scores out of the way so we can talk about I, this. Movie. So I, I thought a lot about my zero out of 100 here because I think a lot of it comes down to um, let, me, let me pull up a number real quick. A lot of it comes down to what did I think of The Hobbit? Because I think that's like the first Hobbit. Yeah. No, no. Sorry. What did I think of the Battle of the Five Armies? Yeah. What did I think of the Battle of the Five Armies? If I you gave you gave Bofa 70. Oh, and I gave this, a, and I gave it a sixty-five. That might have been a mistake, but I think I was proving a point. <laughs> um, this to me landed. I'm gonna go sixty-nine. Uh, I'm gonna go flat sixty. This is boy, it sure is a movie, isn't it? I'll tell you what this has. This has it develops the wrong characters in the wrong ways. I never really understand, like even watching it 15 years later and being somebody that watches a lot of movies and and like understands character development and things at like a above novice level. uh, I still don't understand what they're doing with Elizabeth Swan in this movie. I just like, like, I don't understand her play. Is she, I understand at the end she tricks Jack to get him to stay on the ship, but like, does she love Jack or is it all an act or does she not love Jack, but will think she does or does will think she does and she does. And if that's like the mystery behind it, then it's like, I'm not satisfied with that mystery. The I'm compass like, this is- sure thinks she does. But like you can also make a case for like the compass is always pointing at Jack when the heading is also where Jack is standing. Uh, no, because there's that scene where the compass directly moves to point at Jack. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like this movie has so much going for it and so much going against it, right? Like that that's I th- that's why I gave it a 60 because it is literally like the the first point of not rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, if that makes sense. Like Yes. This movie is so bad, but it's 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 not that bad, right? Like it's it's not a good bad movie, right? Like it still doesn't fall in that category of like this is a 20%, but I will die for it, right? Like Right. This isn't this is this is not Detective Pikachu. No, it's not. But it 
I think it falls short because it has so much going for it. That opening scene with the wedding in the rain yeah. to sort of mimic the Davy Jones boat in the rain, like fantastic. I mean, you bring back Jack Davenport as as Norrington after developing his acting chops for four years and you think he's, you got something really special here. And by the end of the movie, he's in like the, the three-way fight and he's had no development whatsoever other than just puking. But the three-way fight is cool. But the three-way fight is right, cool. See, Why is does he problem. get okay. to be there? I don't know, but... Uh. You've got... Here's the thing is you've got a man who will go down... When it's all said and done, when when the, when the scales and the books are balanced, when it's all said and done, you got a man who will go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest character actor to ever live which is johnny depp reprising one of his quintessential roles right i would say the quintessential johnny depp role sure yeah yeah yeah. i'm with you right this guy is this is a half-assed script at best like let's be real this it is it is it is lazy screenwriting it the dialogue flip-flops between moments of brilliance and moments of just garbage um you've got anytime they have gibbs say anything Gold. Gold. Anytime they get. Anytime they what get are the the, uh, the uh, uh, what are their the, names? The, I I was gonna ask the same thing. They have dynamite right, the, in the whole the, script. The, the, the guy with the wooden eye and his, his yeah, buddy. The short the short fat one and the tall skinny one with the wooden eye. Yeah. Anytime they speak, that whole conversation about whether it's pronounced Kraken or Kraken is gold, right? Anytime Gibbs says anything, anytime Cutler Beckett is on screen, anytime Jonathan you Price like is on screen, I love Cutler Beckett. I love Cutler Beckett in this one. I love him in the next one. I think he's a great villain because he's just so like prim and proper, but also terrifying. He just never quite gets. And and maybe it's because I love Jack Davenport so much, but he never gets there for me. See, I, I think that, that they hit with him harder than they hit with like Lucius Malfoy. Like I think Cutler Beckett is what they were going for early on with Lucius Malfoy. I think my thing with Cutler Beckett, he's also got that mercenary that works for him that we get like no background on. Yeah, and I've I I, I like him though. I like the mercenary too. Every time he says something, I'm just like, oh man, this guy is compelling. This guy is cool. Okay, but let, let, let me let, let me finish though because so you got Johnny Depp doing the Johnny Depp thing, right? Like giving his absolute all to this role as he does always, and you've got Bill Nye again, one of the great character actors playing this excellent role that is just like it's not let down by the cgi uh no i don't think so i think that cgi helps i think i i i I think it hurts i think it hurts i truly do this movie is gross it's hard to look at it's hard to watch and and i have the same problem with the second one but this this one it really or the third one this one it really felt like they were like what can we take everything about the first one and make it stanky and nasty you remember how we did skeletons? What if we did? What like, if we did gross, coral? hard to look at fish people? What if yeah. you saw a guy who peeled his body away from his brain while his brain stayed stuck to the wall? And like, what if when I was Stellan Skarsgård? When I was, you know, Stellan Skarsgård. Fourteen, I didn't want to watch this, and I am now twenty-eight, and I don't want to watch this. Uh, this movie is at least four hours long. Oh my god, it wouldn't it? It wouldn't it? You take out the whole scene with the uh, with. The the, with the 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 with the like Singaporean tribesmen on that island, you take that whole 20, 30 minute thing out. That is literally just a punchline for Jack running around the corner, being followed by no, cannibals. No, no, there's two punchlines here. This is very important. There's two punchlines. It's not here, very but- important though. I know, but it's important to recognize that there's a little Easter egg they throw in there, a little dialogue Easter egg, where the guy that guides 
will to this island. The reason he knows about this place is because he says he gets great pork there. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you got, you got Johnny Depp, you got Bill Nye giving their everything. You've got Kiara Knightley doing everything she can with what they're giving her, which is nothing. They are giving her a different character in every single and scene. every scene, sometimes halfway through the scene. And then you've got, then you've got Orlando Bloom who was a shining character from the first movie, Who's who who was Legolas in the Lord of the Rings movie, so one of the best well-known movie trilogies of all time. And it's like he forgot how to act. Yeah, we get no charming Will Turner. Nothing. Get- nothing of the Will Turner from the first one. It's just... I, I guess because like the the script, the dialogue in the first movie is outstanding, right? It is outstanding. Uh, it is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Every time somebody talks, it's great. Uh, every line they give Johnny Depp is great. Every line they give Jeffrey Rush is great. This movie, the script writing was very parsed and put together and and like it felt like it, it just felt like a mess right a lot of things about this movie felt like a mess and orlando bloom was unable to do anything with it granted the same is true for the hobbit movies where like that, every time that he showed up point. on the screen in the hobbit movies i was like they're about to write him out of this they just wanted to throw him in for a cameo and then he has like a whole character arc. orlando bloom forgot how to act and i i guess that the the, the third pirates movie is just so rad that it saved his performance okay but they they didn't i mean i guess the next movie was until endgame the most expensive movie ever made right uh no no that was four i believe oh i think you're right yeah so they did they did two and three as a back-to-back like single film production which is how they came out like nine months apart or whatever yeah um and and they're very clearly like it's just two halves of the same movie that are very long. Um, and the same is true, I guess, with four and five. They did the same thing. I don't think they did. No, I think they filmed four and then they were like, hmm, after the success but of this one. I know one. that four was like the, the, the most expensive movie ever made. Um, For no reason. And I haven't seen it. But these movies are all expensive. They're, it's like it's pretty to look at. I do think they spent a lot of money on the CGI and I think it served them well. I just think they chose the wrong aesthetic for everything. I don't know. I'm not bothered at all by the fish people, truthfully. I don't like I the fish watch. people. I like, I don't know. It just, it's just gross, man. I don't I, enjoy I kind of like that it's gross, you know? I, I mean, it's like a step, like, it was like, oh, we did skeletons. How do we step that up? It feels like a whole um, movie, like that. It feels like a whole movie based around that feeling that people get when you say the word moist. Where, it like, is wet. People get uncomfortable by that. And like, this movie is how that feels to me. Um, uh, all I, the one, music is just recycled I, with the exception of the, the organ stuff and the music box stuff and it's great music but it is literally it's it's a detracting point from this because it's just they literally just copied and pasted the music from the first movie into random spots in this movie that didn't 100 percent work yeah i will say one thing is that i feel like there's a lot i don't think the script is great but i do think if you said to yourself like i'm going to be of the pirates of the caribbean fan and i'm going to do film analysis and literary analysis on the story and the way that they shoot things in the cinematography like i think there's enough there to do that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I think that, that we were just talking about, I think it's beautiful that, like, the movie ends with Jack going down with the ship, yeah. and we spend the whole movie with Davy Jones going down with the ship constantly. Well, okay, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, Tyler. The movie doesn't end with Jack going down with the oh, ship. Oh, I know. He ends with Barbosa. <laughs> Which is great, right? It, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a cool setup, and they're like, he's back. This was, and this he was the before Apple, Iron he's just Man, like, though. What'd you say? 
This is before Iron Man. This is before the post credit scene culture. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. But they replay the same scene in the third one, though, is the problem. Oh, do they really? Where, like, Barbosa walks down the stairs and eats the apple. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm 90% sure it's it, because I've seen this movie, like, once. Yeah, and the third one's fantastic. But I've seen Barbosa eat that apple many times. Yeah. So it's got to be in the third one, right? Like, and that's the thing, is, is, is it's fine, but it's just that whole scene where he meets up with, uh, uh whatever her name is. I don't know what oh, her I name is. I knew it at one point. She's Calypso. She's Calypso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's... The third, and this is the thing that Tia Dalma, Tia Dalma, yeah. Uh, this is the wild thing for me, though, is that there are a lot of people, and we're gonna get hate for this because there are a lot of people that are like, no, 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 no. Two is the best one. Three Mm-mm. sucks, and nope. I do not understand that point of view in any way. Yeah, that's not a take I can get behind. Like at you've all. got the you've got the pirate council, you get the pieces of eight, you've got the big. Uh, maelstrom scene you've got Hans Zimmer unleashed on his own doing hoist the colors you've got Beckett walking down the stairs as the oh my god goes down yeah you've got the wedding yeah on the ship during the battle oh I mean it's just it's phenomenal the third one's phenomenal and people are like no that's the bad one this one rips and I just don't get it like do you know the name of the actor that plays Cutler Beckett not a clue. I, I think it's funny because we, so we should have done Spider-Man two this week, right? Like, or Spider-Man one, because there was some details confirmed in the trailer. Uh, anyway, Cutler Beckett is played by Tom Hollander. Oh, I did know that at one point. Yeah. Yeah. That name. Yeah. Is that, that was funny. Tom Hollander. Yeah. We could have done a lot of things that weren't Pirates of the Caribbean dead man's chest this week. Summer at sea, baby. We could have done Jungle <laughs> Cruise, which is out in theaters. Yeah. No, people have seen the crap out of this movie. Yeah, they have. I don't think I realized the pirate standum until we were like, I've yeah, never seen sequel. four or five. Ever. I, I watched four in my dorm room when I was a freshman in college, and that was 10 years ago. And I remember, I think of that experience like it was not 10 years ago. I mean, I, I like have, it feels like I just did that. I have never heard anything good about the fourth or fifth pirates movie from literally anybody. I've never heard anything about the fifth pirates movie from. No, I don't know anybody, anybody that's seen it, actually. Yeah. The fourth one, I know people have seen. Yeah, because every time I mention that I haven't seen it, people are like, oh, yeah, don't. Don't pop. I feel like I feel like we're about to get if you're watching this on YouTube, you can go ahead and leave a comment. If you're listening to the podcast, you could tweet at us. Uh, Oh, yeah. There's going to be some defenders of that movie. Some that are like Pirates 4 is Pirates 4 on Stranger Tides is my favorite Pirates movie. It's not just my favorite Pirates movie. It's my favorite movie. of all. That's the one that Will and Elizabeth aren't in, right? Like at all. Yeah, it's got it's got a. Oh man, what is her name? They they went a totally different direction where they were like instead of let me be very clear about Elizabeth Swan. Before there was Haley Steinfeld, there was Kira Knightley to Tyler. Okay. That's I just wanna And, and about one year after this came out, there was Megan Fox. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different kind of crush entirely, right? That was Megan Fox, Jennifer's body. You know, I'm into hot feminists now. Why didn't we just do Jennifer's Body this week? Why haven't we done that <laughs> movie, honestly? Uh, I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. Penelope Cruz yeah. takes over, which I think is just a wild flex. And Ian McShane shows up. I love Ian McShane. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Barbosa in Treasure Island is Blackbeard, right? I could have just said some like wild, that's completely incorrect him, but that's, that's uh, true, right? No. I don't think so. No? Okay. I don't huh. think Barbosa is a real person. Neither is Treasure Island. Blackbeard was definitely a real person. Well, he's also Ian McShane. His name's Edward Teach. No, his name's Ian McShane. No, Blackbeard's name was Edward Teach. Ah. He's a real person. Okay. He was a real human being. 
Clearly uh, somebody's never spent extended amounts of time in the Outer Banks. No, because I went to the Outer Banks this year and I was like, oh, maybe this is maybe this is the move. Maybe there's something to this. No, it's just like Myrtle Beach light. Uh, no, it's way better than Myrtle Beach. Yeah. OK, but it's still like hyper commercialized. Uh, not all of it. You can go to Duck Donuts. You're never within. You're never further than 20 minutes from a Duck Donuts. Yes, you are. You are. You can get very far away from a Duck Donuts. <laughs> I've been. So I've been to the Outer Banks. The, I, the way that I've done the Outer Banks, I've done it twice, is the first time I went, you had to like get on the beach and drive in your Wrangler for like half an hour. And then you found a house that there was nobody near. Yeah. That was the first time I did the Outer Banks. The second time I did the Outer Banks, I had to walk five blocks across a bunch of complexes and houses to get to the water. And when I got there, there was more people than ocean. Well, there's a lot of uh, experiences in between those that can be had in the Outer Banks. <laughs> I don't know if they, there is. There's a lot of there's many, many parts of it that are just miles and miles of Holden Beach. Ah, see, that's what I need. Private beaches. Yes. There's much of it that is just private beaches. There's much of it that's public beaches that nobody knows about. There's a whole island you can only get to by a ferry that runs cool. like at noon and that's it. Pogue life. Pogue right? life. Yeah. But it is nothing. It is nothing. Well, it is. It is a lot like it is in the TV show, just not geographically. Well, it's not that far. TV shows like 200 miles south. Well, yeah, but like the, the Outer Banks is not an, an a small island. Well, a, a fairly large island, but an island that. Oh, correct. Yeah. yeah like, it is a bunch of islands. Not, not geographic location, like like geographic features. Yeah. It is a bunch of islands yeah. that are all connected to the mainland by bridges. Yes. Uh, you know what else is also. And also it's very far from Chapel Hill. <laughs> yes. You cannot like get to Chapel Hill by boat. Drive. No. Chapel Hill isn't like near Raleigh, isn't it? Yeah. 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 No, you cannot, you cannot get, get to Chapel. I mean, I'm sure you could. There's rivers and stuff, but like. Right. OK, but in theory, you could take the James River from Christopher Newport University to like my house. No. You have to go over the fault line. You'd met you'd have to go over many, many dams. Yes, but it's still the same river. Correct. But it's not. It okay, does if not you started like at my if you got in a kayak or a canoe and you started at my house or Roanoke. You could a hundred and ten percent get to get to the water. You like just by getting out and walking when there was a dam. Yes, but you wouldn't get to the James River. Yes, if you just got to the James River and it, like you the, said the from closest, Roanoke. I guess the James doesn't come to Roanoke. We have the Roanoke no. River, but we, 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 it's a different watershed. Roanoke goes to Albemarle. Yeah, the Sound. Oh, I'm aware that goes to the Outer Banks. Yeah, Miss Sneed told us all about the Albemarle watershed. That was a class you and I met each other in. Mm -hmm. If you want to know how we know this. Uh, first of all, we learned it in elementary school over and over in middle school over and over and over again. Second, every time you leave Roanoke, uh, there's signs everywhere that are like, if you go north, there's signs everywhere that are like, now entering the Chesapeake Bay watershed. An American land yeah. mark, landmine, land something. Well, it turns out a lot of water goes. It's very weird that we live like right on the border because most people don't live on the border of a watershed. Right. All I know is that our sixth grade science teacher was very frustrated that our taxpayer dollars paid for watershed markings, which I thought was weird because it was like her job to care about watershed locations. Right. And also, if you drive up to like slightly past Blacksburg, all of the water goes to the Gulf of Mexico. That's pretty cool. Did yep. you know I was reading a, a book called The History of Bourbon, and it is theorized that the reason we call it bourbon is because of Bourbon Street, not Bourbon Street is named after the drink. I didn't figure Bourbon Street was named after the drink. I, that's never occurred to me. Well, like, we don't know where the name bourbon came from, right? Like, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't even mean anything in French. It's just like a word. Well, they were a family. Okay. But anyway, 
the I idea figured, is, so I, didn't, I didn't think that Bourbon Street was any way connected to uh, the, the drink. I thought it was connected to the to the, the French family. The drink is connected to the street, is what I'm saying. So it's called Bourbon because of Bourbon Street. Yes. Okay. It, there are some theories that that's why. Well, I guess what I'm saying is it, it has never occurred to me that it was called Bourbon Street because of... Somebody's finna tweet me an article being like, actually, Tyler, I know 100% etymology. I was there when we named it Adam and Eve. Bourbon is called bourbon because... And I'm not ready for your tweet. Well, they okay. also change the rules of bourbon like every year at this point. Yes. I know that this book was published in 2019. And as of then, it needed to be made in America in a first time used charred barrel. And 51% of it needed to be corn. Uh, corn. Well, like, Distilled like four years ago, liquor. it had to be made in Kentucky. Yeah, it's not the case. Most yeah. bourbon is, well, I wouldn't say most bourbon, but the most amount of, like the biggest distillery is not in Kentucky. What is the biggest distillery? Uh, I'm looking it up. I can't remember the name. J.K. Williams. That's in Peoria. Illinois? Mm-hmm. Uh, There's three distilleries in Illinois, apparently. Nice. I guess one day we're going to get to the point where Jack Daniels is bourbon. <laughs> like the, the bourbon arms are going to open up to include Jack Daniels. Eventually this is, we should be talking about rum. We should which be is talking like about 100% rum. sugar cane. Uh, probably not. Well, not the rum they're drinking in this movie. It's probably all sorts of stuff. Sugar being probably the cheapest thing to get, but it's all spiced in the movie. Well, yeah, but the, that that's did you don't spice Would, it dirt. It is rum when it, rum? it gets. It's rum when it gets spiced. Do you have any Caribbean rum right now? No. I'm gonna go get some. As long as we're talking about the rum, look at you not reading poetry. I was talking to them about rum. Were you talking about the history of rum? No, I was talking about oh. your your history with rum. Oh, what's my history with rum? Now I'm. Curious. No, I was just talking about Cannon Blast. Oh, I'm a big Cannon Blast stand. I know you're a big rum On, guy. Well, I I'm becoming more of a bourbon guy, partially because I spend a lot of time in Kentucky. Uh, you gonna just partially. drink some iced rum right now? Like, no, I'm drinking it straight, like without ice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're a stronger man than I, I guess. I've been working on the um, sippable liquors. Mm. Uh, Why? Is something, is, well, it's uh, part of that book I was reading. It was all about how, for all of human history until about like 1920, 1950 something, until we discovered penicillin, which is a fungus. Uh, like distilled liquor was all of medicine. Like even through prohibition, you could drink bourbon as long as it was prescribed. Isn't that some? That is some. Uh, so that's how the distillery stayed open was that they would get, uh, like licenses to, sure. to make it. So I think, you know, a lot of times people will talk about is longevity Mount Gay? in, it is Mount Gay, Barbados from. Good times. This is the, this is the good stuff right here. Good times. Yeah. I don't think I've drank Mount Gay since my, that beach trip. My parents are big. But I, we drank a lot of Mount Gay on that beach trip. Yes. Was that the Potter trip? No. That was that was the, what did we drink? Fireball. Then? No, that was a summer trip that we did Fireball. No, we did Fireball for both of them. Oh, did we? Yeah, because we were drinking Fireball and Coke. <laughs> Gross. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it probably wouldn't be that bad, right? I mean, it's just like spiced, cheap bourbon. I know, I, I know a bunch of people will drink like Fireball and vanilla Coke, and I'm just like, oh, that's so sweet. I guess Ugh. cinnamon is a t- an interesting one because it is it's like it's like hot and sweet. At the same well, time. not all cinnamon whiskey is sweet. <laughs> Fireball is sweet. Fireball sweet because it's got a bunch of sugar. Yeah. In it. And lots yeah. of them do. But there's also plenty of cinnamon whiskeys um, that just bite back. That just hit. They don't. Yeah. Not even they bite back. They just bite. 
They, yeah. they bite first. There's a um, there's a distillery up by Caitlin that makes a bunch of whiskey, or Caitlin's parents makes a bunch of whiskey, and it, they do like specifically flavored whiskeys, but none of them have any sugar in them. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, so you, they sell like lemon whiskey and orange whiskey, and it's 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 they're not sweet, so you can mix them with whatever cocktail you want. Like it doesn't add to the quotient of sugar in there; it just adds like to the 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 flavor. Right. Um, I but but whiskey is very rarely a mixed beverage. You know, it's neat. It's with Coke. It's you know, no, old that's not true in any way whatsoever. Whiskey is extremely mixable. You think? Yes. It's not like vodka. Um, it's pretty much is. Yeah. I don't know. When you think of the classic, I guess bourbon is not a very mixed beverage. When you think of the classic cocktails, there's like two that have bourbon in them. You got an old fashioned and you got a, what is it? A Manhattan. You got an old fashioned, you got Manhattan. You've got every kind of sour imaginable. That's not a mixed drink though. That's not a cocktail. That's a whiskey sour. It is a mixed drink. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like that's like saying a Tom Collins isn't a cocktail. It's got three ingredients, doesn't it? It's gin, lemonade. Oh, so it's just, so it's in a number of ingredients. You're telling me a gin and tonic? It's not a mixed drink. Gin and tonic is different. It's gin and tonic, right? It's I don't know. Uh, Bourbon's extremely is, mixable. There are all kinds of bourbon drinks. Okay, well, fine. I'm just telling you. I was thinking. I almost called you up and said, "Hey, we should take some time off of watching movies." And get together on Tuesdays in different locations and bring a recording set up and, and taste bourbons. I'd be and down for that. I'd be absolutely down for that. I don't, I, here's here's what I don't want to become as I get into bourbon is I don't want to be a guy that's like, oh, yeah, I only drink proper Kentucky bourbon. Mm, yeah. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be like, oh, yeah, I like rye. I like scotch. I like, I like it all. I love rye. I don't like scotch at all. Um, scotch is not mixed. It would be very weird. You get like, to, you get like scotch and soda. That's it. Yeah. I do. I do soda with a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, you're supposed to put water in every dark liquor, but, uh, yeah, I, I just have no desire to like, I will, I will taste and, and, um, and, and sip whatever. I just have no desire to like be the, the, um, like the whiskey guy. I don't know that I want to be that guy. Either. Yeah. But you, I you guess edge you, you every time you bring it up nowadays and I'm not criticizing you for this. I do like understand where you're coming from, but every time you bring it up these days, you edge closer and closer into that territory of like, I'm better than you because I'm the whiskey guy. I, I don't, I don't the, think I, you think that, but like the, the, it's just the, I'm not, this is not a criticism of you or whatever. This is a criticism of the, um, the, the whiskey guy, just the culture, culture in general, the language surrounding the culture is that like the automatic assumption is that what you're doing is correct. And what I am doing is wrong. If I make an old fashioned, I'm wrong. And if you drink it neat, you're correct. Which yeah. is I don't bull hockey. There's I've I'm also reading a lot of information about like You know what's great? How, An old fashioned. Old fashioned's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. A Manhattan's great. Love a Manhattan's. Yeah. Oh, uh, you put um, you but, put eggs, stir bitters in anything and it makes it better. <laughs> Milk. Milk and bitters? Uh my dad legitimately used to drink uh just club soda and bitters. Really? Yeah. It was what he is what he did growing up. Now Angster Bitters was is literally medicine. Like that was its Well, so is bourbon. I know, but that's like that was its purpose. It is like it was specifically like medicinal. It's like the precursor to essential oils, basically. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know my problem with essential oils? What? It said it's probably more effective than I'm willing to admit, but I don't like the business model so much that I will argue the effectiveness of the product itself. I despite I, the fact that I have absolutely benefited from essential I oils will, in this lifetime. I will swear by Thieves oil specifically. Like young living thieves. What? Like like specifically from Young Living or like is there can anybody make thieves oil? Oh, I, I have, it's just the name of the oil, I think. Oh, okay. That's like just one of the essential oils. Yeah. Um that stuff is is the real deal. Okay. You're supposed to like 
If you feel yourself getting sick or whatever, you're supposed to put two drops on your tongue and hold it there for as long as possible. Do that twice a day. And um, that, and then you won't get sick, right? And I used to work with this guy who swore by it. Just that one. He, when none of the rest of them he got into, but anytime he would not feel great, he would just do. It's the same people, same thing that people do, like the apple cider vinegar shots and swear by it. Yeah. And those people get sick less than me. And when I was working there and working with this dude, who every time I came in kind of under the weather a little bit, he'd be like, you know, these oil. And it's disgusting, right? It is not stuff you want to put in your mouth. It is nasty in every possible way. But but you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's a placebo. I have no idea. There, there's, there is a lot of healing power in thinking that you are going to get better. That is, you know, um, obviously that's not entirely uh, medicinal and it's not all of medicine. And people definitely need to go to the doctor when they're sick and get the problems that you have taken care of. But you are not going to get better if you do not believe you're going to get better. Yes. End of story. Well, and, and, and I was talking to my therapist about this today. We learned at a pretty young age that if you are anxious, you still have to go to school. Mm-hmm. But if you have a fever, then you do not. Then you do not. And your body and so will. your anxiety is just like, fine, well, I'll give you I'll a give fever. I'll give you a fever, You're yeah. not going. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the body's incredible like that, that it will just, right. it'll make up excuses for you when you need right. one. Um, and hopefully we'll learn this going forward that, uh, you know, especially after, COVID that, you know, people need mental health days and stuff just as much as they need sick days, uh, if not more. Yeah, I I don't know what the answer is, right? I don't, I don't, I can't figure it out. I feel like a lot of times when I have discussions about like how the workplace should be, people are like, oh yeah, it should be four days a week and 30 hours and people are more productive in that regard. But like in my on-call all the time kind of job, like, yeah, four days would be fine and I could, I could do it. But if the people that I work for, like not the company that I work for, but like the clients that I work for are open on the day that we're closed, I'm open too. I, I have well, to answer the, the phone. The, the, if it's like a normal work day, like if it's a Friday or, a, you know, if we say we took out Wednesdays, I would still be working Wednesdays. Well, the argument there is that your doctor's offices should also not uh, perform uh, on what? Wednesdays. What, what should they not do? They should not be not, open Wednesdays. Not curing people on Wednesdays. Oh, well, you work with chiropractors. So yeah, um, it's more, uh, ain't, ain't no chiropractic problem that cannot wait until tomorrow. Yeah. And they, a lot of the doctors I call will in their outgoing message be like, if it's a chiropractic emergency, call me on my cell phone. And I have no idea what that instant uh, yeah. situation would be. Bro, but if you got what? a chiropractic, if you're in the pain, you are the kind of pain <laughs> that you're like, I have a chiropractic emergency. You need to go to the place where they handle emergencies. There's a whole well, room for it at every hospital. Well, I'll tell you this. I This is my defense of chiropractic. A lot of people who go to chiropractic don't want what the emergency room is going to do to fix their problem. They don't want Vicodin. Sure. Totally get it. They don't want, Look, this they don't is want not, Oxy. They this don't is want, not slander at, at because, chiropractors. Because this is the one thing I will say about hospitals. I'm all in on medicine. Don't get me wrong. I am not all in on painkillers. That's the one thing where I'm like, I don't know about this one, man. Dope sick was right here, bro. Oh, if you give like, me some painkillers, I'll be all in on painkillers. <laughs> me, but me, that's the problem. Me and like, opiates have a nefarious relationship. I'll tell you that much. Well, you need to be very careful with that. I, I am. Like, like the the I've read it. Like the actual medical guidelines for oxycotton or whatever the, the drug that goes around. Is, I don't know. I don't get involved. Whatever that that drug is, or Vicodin, or, or opiates for pain. The only time a doctor is advised to administer them from the board of medicine or board of whomever is when a patient has less than three days to live and they're just taking it to ease the pain as they 
leave this earth or if they've just gotten out of a major surgery, they can take three days worth. Yeah. I mean, that's the only time I've ever had actual like prescription. Certainly you are aware of the opioid crisis. Yeah, no, absolutely. There are more pills in America, like opioid pills in America than there are people. Right. I see, but I don't see doctors that are going to treat me that way. Right. I, I know, but a lot of people don't know what to even look for. This is not the place to learn that though. What bacon and eggs. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is not. This is where you learn about spiced. Anyway, this is, this was none of this was done for me to slander chiropractors. I would say the same if you sold to like podiatrists. Oh yeah. And that like, if you have a, we need to keep you alive emergency, then you should go to the, we keep you alive. Not even that. It's just like, it's, it's like your, your podiatry problem can wait until Wednesday, wait until not Wednesday. Right. Well, I don't think there will be a universal day off every single week. I think that would be bad for business. Well, the the argument there is that um, business sucks no. and <laughs> shouldn't control the entire world. Well, that's probably true. But what are you supposed to do on that day off if everything is closed? Uh, I'm not talking about a universal day off. I'm talking about a like like industry wide days off. Okay, I think you got to group people into industry in, in different ways then. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. We're not getting into i just yeah you it's awful awful late stage capitalism of you to be making these defenses i people liked it the last time i called you a bootlicker no they didn't they hated that i'm not i'm not a bootlicker you were that day anyway pirates of the caribbean pirates of the caribbean we got sidetracked Um, from spice rum uh i can't drink straight rum i mean i probably i could i could put anything in my body and hope it stays down um and if i sip on it it's gonna stay down a lot better than if i throw it back i don't like shots at this point man i've never liked shots that much i really don't like shots anymore i think i could do tequila and that's probably it uh i think i would need the salt and lime at this point i think that's part of taking the shot of tequila i don't think there's any handicap there i think that when you go beyond that to like the salt tequila and a pickleback now you've got a handicap if i have a pickleback i could do a shot of anything I could do a shot of gasoline. I could do a shot. Of, I mean, to be fair, gasoline probably tastes better than Jameson doing a shot. <laughs> like you ever done a shot of James? That's rough, man. Why would you do a shot of Jameson? Um, cause I, you, usually Jameson is something I have around. I do not stock. Jameson. I firmly believe in Jameson as a, um, a mixable. Uh, Jameson is wonderful in coffee with a little bit of cream. Uh, Jameson is wonderful with a, a Schweppes ginger ale. Um, make a Jameson, Jameson mule. Um, so I, I, I was for a while, I was big on the Irish coffee, right? And you got to have the Irish to go in the Irish coffee. And I'm not going to buy anything cheaper on the Irish whiskey front than Jameson, because that's rough, man. <laughs> then you really get into rough stuff. You get into Jose Cuervo. Where it's not, I shoot Cuervo. it's not actually, I shoot Cuervo you couldn't shoot Cuervo. This You're a liar. I shoot, You're a liar. Right now. If I gave you a shot of Cuervo, no way, dude. You, you are so far removed from college that you've forgotten what Jose Cuervo tastes like. I can shoot Cuervo this minute. No, you could not. You would. I Cuervo is the, it. the most overhyped and overrated and overpriced liquor in the world. It's not even the most overhyped tequila. Uh, yes, it is. You want to talk about 1800? Yeah, 1800 smoother every day, all day. But is and it, it's cheaper. But it's more hyped. Okay. It is more hyped. Yes. Okay. It is more hyped, right? But like yeah. the, the hype level is closer to the quality level if 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 um listeners uh viewers can see this but listeners imagine that i'm holding two hands fairly close together okay this the, the hype level is on the is on the top for for your 1800 and the and the quality levels on the bottom right now 1800 and jose cuervo probably have about the same hype but jose cuervo's quality is worse 
which is creating a <laughs> a a higher I think a higher hype gap. I think I think eighteen hundred is is hyped. Eighteen hundred was hyped until they went to the gimmick bottles. No, until and, they and went away from the do, gimmick bottles. And well, right, but they did the gimmick bottles for a long time, and then went away from them. And that I think killed them because now you're playing the Patron game. Now you're playing. Well, like, now you're yeah. First of all, now you're trying to market yourself as a quality tequila, which you're just not. <laughs> Second of all, you've become the trick cereal of tequila, right? You took away the fun shapes. Right. You took away the bottle that pours me a shot badly, <laughs> which I never used because it was terrible. Well, how do you open it, right? That's the question. How do you open it? It was supposed to hold it in there, and you're just supposed to shake it out, I guess, like a shake weight. Nobody was really... But what you ended up doing was some some weird, like, tilt the bottle sideways over the glass and pull both out at the same time and hope part of it goes in the glass. Yeah. Um, no, you could not shoot Jose Quiver right now without throwing up. I would bet you $20. Do you, that I Tyler, do you remember a time that we tried to do shots on Jose Cuervo and both vomited in the sink? Yeah, I remember that. That was, it was a golden experience. You know how some friends, like Rhett and Link, have a blood pact? We have that moment. We were stone cold sober. <laughs> I don't think there was a time we lived in that house where I could have called myself stone cold sober. Okay, we were probably aggressively hungover, but still, you, I just remember... And listeners, if you do not like stories about people vomiting, uh, just click ahead a couple times. I don't know how long this is going to go. It's pretty short. But this is a golden experience for Tyler. This is a core memory. We bought, because it was on sale at the liquor store, we bought a bottle of Jose Cuervo when we were living together, and we were about to go walk over to the bar that Tyler ended up working at to do some karaoke on a Thursday night. And we both took a... We did a double, which was probably not a great idea, but... I will say this. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. What was our What was our go-to karaoke song then? And then my follow-up question is, because I know you know the answer to that. What would our go-to karaoke song be today? I mean, I don't see a reason why it would have changed. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we took that song to bars all over the great state of Virginia. <laughs> I got it. So, we, so we, our go-to karaoke song used to be Country Girl, Shake It For Me by Luke Bryan. Okay? And I got to, because the bar that we would go to would do uh, $2. Every... Two dollar, two twenty five land sharks all day every day. All day every day. And I got to the point where I could drink a land shark in the eight bar musical break, like the entire thing, <laughs> lime and all, in the eight bar musical break that came after the second chorus. <laughs> we did that song everywhere. We did it to Tots in Blacksburg. If you're ever in Blacksburg, you have to go to the top of the stairs unless you. We took it to Tots in Blacksburg. The one time Chris you don't came to visit in, in debauchery. The one time Chris came to visit, I wouldn't do it with him. So he and I did Uptown Funk. Uh, see, that's not the same. It was not the same. But okay, so 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 the Cuervo story, right? We had bought this bottle of Cuervo that day, and I pour, we pour two double shots. We both take one, you know, do our best to swallow it. Both lock eyes with each other. Tyler's like across the the breakfast bar from the sink at this point. We both lock eyes with each other, make a horrible face, and vomit into the same sink. Mm-hmm. And then uh, looked at each other again, and I turned the bottle of Jose Cuervo upside down and poured it out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that Because there was (laughs) something wrong with it. Because we were were drinking tequila back then. Yeah, we were drinking a lot of tequila. Because you were like in your senior seminar for your Spanish major. Yeah, I was drinking tequila. Like I used to do, uh, I would go to bars and get uh, tequila screwdrivers, which is just tequila and orange juice. (laughs) Sounds very sweet. Uh, yeah, it was great though. You get a little. Uh, it was just tequila sunrise without the the the. Uh, I mean, I do a lot of tequila sunrises too. It's nothing wrong with tequila sunrise, but it's just the tequila sunrise without, without the, grenadine. the grenadine. Yeah. Uh, 
I, yeah, because you were in your senior seminar, and although you were studying Argentina, which would have been like rum. No. Tequila. No? Argentina was weird. Arge, Arge, Argentinians, if they're ready to be listening right now, uh, will take a, a nice bottle of Malbec and um, pour half of it into a two liter of Coke. Nice. <laughs> and drink that. <laughs> I am a firm believer that the two liter shouldn't be sold. I think that should have died in the 90s and it shouldn't be on shelves. Well, anymore. anyway, um, we used to drink a lot of rum and coke when we went to the beach with your parents because there was a, sh- a shot mixer, a shot, Do you remember shot w- dispenser and a bunch of coke. Do, I'm an adult that like has a liquor cabinet now. Yeah. Uh, and I remember being in, in college of age, roughly. Sure. And being like, my parents won't notice if we drink this. Wrong. 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 I will notice if you drink my liquor. I don't even pay attention to it, and I will notice. Well, I mean... I would, like, somebody that came to my house recently drank some Mount Gay, because I've never drank it, and it wasn't full. Uh, it wasn't me. Well, I'm not mad. Like, whatever. I mean, it just, it, it just wasn't. All right. It was probably one of the gals my... that was over there. Probably. Uh, it's good rum. It's fine by me. It's good rum. It's great rum. Yeah. In fact, with a little bit of water, this is utterly drinkable. Rum and water. Man, I uh, drank rum and water after a spell when I was in the DR and uh, I threw up that night harder than I've ever thrown up in my life, man. Like that first night Putacana was rough because I had been drinking since 6 a.m. And it sorry was you had that experience. And it was almost the next 6 a.m. I know that uh, that was an all inclusive, man. It was a bad idea. <laughs> Nobody should ever let me go to an all inclusive on a work trip. Oh, I know. I'm going. We, we, we go on a cruise every five years for work and we're coming up on one. Oh, the cruise uh, is the same deal, man. Colin took us on the cruise. That was a that was a great time, but a rough time. That drinks package will get you. Uh, Embassy Suites. I was in one of those this weekend, and they have an open bar. If you're there for a convention, like you can buy that as part of your like package. Nice. I guess duh. Uh, and I took zero advantage of it. I didn't get a single drink from the open bar. Granted, I was there for work. Yeah. And everybody at the open bar was a potential client. And like, there's some schools of thought if you work in sales that like, well, then you should go and get a drink with them so that they know you're cool and buy your stuff. But there's also the like, you're going to be seen as like that vendor that likes to drink. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be that to any. I only ever went so to I'll, sales conferences that were like sales conferences, like with other sales, like with other salespeople, like you're the, you're the attendee. Uh, yes. You don't have a booth. No, yeah, no, didn't have a booth. We also didn't have vendors. It was like a sales rally. It was just sort of like a like a state of the company where we would go to the homestead and get plastered for three days. Where's State Farm Homestead? Uh, Indianapolis, oh, well, home- Bloomington. But we'd go to the homes, the, the homestead. The, the like homestead. The, 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 yeah, all Virginia. the Virginia agents would go to the homestead and play golf and illegally gamble. And it's a good time. Nice. It's a good time. I miss those trips sometimes. They were fun. Um, besides the Caribbean, colon, dead man's chest. Um, so there's a lot of characters set up here that nothing, and I think I may mention this, nothing gets flushed out or fleshed out. I always hesitate to say this series of words because I don't know if it's fleshed out or flushed it's out. fleshed. Fleshed like skin? Yeah. I think it's fleshed out the way that I want it to. Like, well, flesh, we like know- flesh like flesh. Flesh like what? Like flesh. Okay. Uh, There's more than just skin out. involved in flesh. Well, sure. Well, it's you're, you're putting you're putting the meat onto the bones. Cool. Nothing gets fleshed out the way I want it to. Like I don't get like the entire movie is about this compass, and we so rarely get a look at what the compass is pointing to, and never get a good idea of what it's pointing to, except maybe one time where it like points, and then the camera pans up to Jack. Like, give me like a. 3,000 foot view line compass island. You know what I mean? Like, give me a little bit as to how the compass works and like 
Harry spends a lot of time with the mirror of Erised, you know? Yeah. Well, you point the compass, and then you just point toward the compass. You point the ship where the compass is pointing. Point the ship towards the compass pointing. I understand that. But it did, like, I don't know. I didn't feel like I got a good good use of it. Beckett, I never felt like we really get to know that much, which made me sad. Um, I love, I still keep going back to the two guys, like, when they're reading the Bible and everything. Ah, oh, it's so good. I mean, the, this is the, you get credit for trying. They've got a great set of, of side characters in this series that they can just pull out whenever they need them, right? Like... Anytime Joshua Gibbs says anything, it's so it's like good piratey. Yeah, it's just yeah. piratey, right? Like this, this movie loses some of the pirate flair for me in favor of yeah. the like, I don't know, just like, oh, Will got captured by Davy Jones and he got away. And they got captured again. Then he got away again. And then they're cracking. I couldn't keep track of where Will was going at all. I didn't know why he was there. Or what was next? They played Yahtzee at one point. I didn't even know what for. I was like, I, I well, cause didn't Will, explain the Yahtzee rules well enough for me to be like, Will okay. is betting on something. I don't know. He's trying to prove himself against Davy Jones or trying to get Davy Jones to like show him where the key is or whatever. But his dad steps in and it's just like, not my boy. Can't bootstraps, bootstraps. Can't take my boy. Not bootstrap my boy. Bootstrap Bill Turner's a capitalist. I can tell you that much. Well, you know, he's stuck on that ship forever. Yeah, probably. I truly don't remember what exactly happens to bootstrap. I don't know how the rules work for bootstrap. I believe at some point he gets the starfish off his face. Yeah, good for him, man. Good for him. I think Stellan Skarsgård should be in every movie. Yeah, you tweeted something to that effect yesterday or whatever. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. Can you imagine if if his character from Mamma Mia met his character from Thor, met his character from Pirates of the Caribbean? Met the mathematician from Good Will Hunting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. He was in another thing, too. What was that movie where Stellan Skarsgård plays his own twin brother? Huh? That's like a movie where Stellan Skarsgård like wins an award, but he can't be there because his twin brother is oh, I have at no the event idea. or something. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Let's. I think you and I have talked about this. Let's go to Stellan Skarsgård movies. He's like a real famous. He's one of those guys where when he's in stuff, people react like the way I react when Bill Nye's in stuff. Yeah. You know, like, oh, legendary actor Stellan Skarsgård. And I guess he's in more stuff than I realized. Yeah, I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff. I do like that when you look up Stellan Skarsgård, the very first picture, like, in the search bar is of Tom Hanks. I think that's, like, a really good way to kind of, like, confuse Well, he's in uh, Angels bit. and Demons. Yes, he is. He is in Angels and Demons. I just watched that not too long yeah. ago. But that's not it. Uh, he's in Dune, turns out. Playing we might have to read Dune. He's playing Baron Harkonnen. That's, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Have you read Dune? No. Why would I have read Dune? I don't know. I have it. It's right there. Okay. I'm right at it. No, I saw the movie. There's a movie? Good God, man. Yes. There's well, an original Dune movie. It's David Lynch. I've never seen Dune. Really? Really? I would assume you'd seen it, and that's why you're like, I gotta read Dune, I gotta read Dune, I gotta read Dune. No, I just, it's, it's like the science yeah, this, fiction epic. This this Dennis Villeneuve one is a remake. Well, not a remake, <laughs> like a re redo, I guess. Redune. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen Dune. It's David Lynch, man. He's one of the all-time greats. Uh, a lot of people don't like that movie because they're all like, oh, it's so much different from the book. And I just don't care. Like The first piece of trivia on David Lynch's, uh, on David Lynch's Dune is writer and director David Lynch has said he considers this movie to be the only real failure of his career. Yeah, because people are so mean to him about it. Maybe I should watch it. I enjoyed it. I got no problem with Dune, man. I, I do want to read the, the book. I know you do. You won't stop mentioning it. 
Well, it's one of those things. It's like sitting on your, it's like Lord of the Rings sitting on your shelf where you're like, I know like this is nerd homework and I have to read it. I will say the nerd homework on my shelf I'm most stressed about is Wheel of Time. I, I don't even kind of want to do it, but I have to. Like it's not Kenneth an option. Kenneth McMillan. Who the hell's Kenneth McMillan? Uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Dune Slaps, the original one. I, 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 I'm not going to apologize for that. It's like the only thing I've seen Colin McLaughlin in because I've never watched Twin Creeks, Twin Peaks. Um, I don't know. I uh, love Stellan remember- Skarsgård, man. Uh, Goodwill Hunting is one of my all-time faves. That's like that's that's good enough for me. Is that that part that he plays in that movie? Do you remember Amadeus? Yeah, Oscar winner. Yeah, I do. About Salieri and, and Mozart. Yeah. Wait, was uh, Stellan Skarsgård in that? No. Oh, because the guy that plays Baron Harkonnen in the first Dune was in that. Yeah, I know. That that's how okay. I ended up there. Okay. He played Schlumberg. I don't remember who that is. I haven't seen uh, Amadeus. I haven't seen Amadeus since 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 high we school. watched it in. Um, yeah, in high school. In my mind, the actors are uh, freaking Rafe Fiennes and Matthew Broderick, but neither of those things are true. It's uh, F. Murray Abraham and the guy from Animal House. Tom Holsey? Sure. He is in Animal House. Is Larry Yeah, Kroger. he's like the main character. I haven't seen Animal House since I was like 14. Yeah, but in, in my mind, it's it's Rafe Fiennes and Matthew Broderick, even though that wouldn't even make sense. They're like probably the same age. Matthew Broderick. I, I did think it was Matthew Broderick. I don't. I didn't think like it really was, but it like again in my brain I was like, in, yeah. That's in my mind hole, it is. That. It is. We should cover that movie sometime. It's a good movie. If I remember. Amadeus slaps won an Oscar. Yeah. Well, you know that's not a good Best enough reason picture. for most people these days. Best picture of all time. You get criticized at this point for liking something because it won an award, or like experiencing it's, something because it won an award. Uh, it's just a quote from from uh, Talladega Nights. I didn't hear what you said. I was too busy talking. That it won an Oscar for like best movie. Oh, ever. yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Did, talking about Highlander, which is another one I haven't I seen. I haven't seen Highlander either. No, no, not a chance. Um, I have seen Pirates of the Caribbean. I almost said At World's End because that's a better movie, which I have seen as well. I, I, but I've also seen <coughs> Dead Man's Chest. Um, I don't think there's a name to a Pirates of the Caribbean movie that couldn't apply to any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. In this essay, I will. Um, yeah, one of them's literally called Dead Men Tell No Tales, and the other one's called Dead Man's Chest. And like, wh- you get so few opportunities to name things, right? Well, and Dead Men Tell No Tales is a like quote from the first and second. Well, it's one, like, like a, a pirate. A it's quote. like a pirate aphorism, right? Like, right. But like, the first movie has a line where Jack's like. No survivors, eh? Wonder who's telling the stories then. And then in this one, they I think they literally say, uh, I don't know, it's when they take the random ship. Yeah. And they're like, what What, what about the survivors? There are no survivors. There are no survivors. The affair death, Jack Sparrow. Sparrow. But yeah, it's like if the, 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 the second Harry Potter movie was called uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, and then uh, for number five, they were like, it's called Harry Potter and the and the Basilisk and and the Room of Secrets. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Parlor of Secrets. If the seventh one was like Harry Potter and Tom Riddle's Diary, yeah. Well, we already did that. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know. If there's going to be seven of them, there should be seven movies about seven Horcruxes. Seven brides for seven. Well, brothers. here's the problem: is they started making the movies before the Horcruxes had been invented. I know is the right. problem, right? The, by the time they got around to making Sorcerer's Stone, uh, Joanne had not thought of the Horcrux yet. And one of them is like, I know that the Resurrection Stone is not the Sorcerer's Stone. I know that there are different concepts for things that do different things, 
But like that's the tie-in, right? Those are the well, like, yeah, and then she addresses that directly in the book and the movie when Harry's like, yeah. "It could be the Sorcerer's Stone," and everybody else is like, mm, "It couldn't, though." Mm, we're looking for the Resurrection. You're looking stone. for the Resurrection Stone. Obviously, different rock. It is on a ring that Lucius Malfoy wears. Yeah, no. ah. no, Dumbledore wears. I don't know. I don't. And uh, yeah, yeah. The, the cloak being popular. a hallow, where they, where she was like, by the way, Harry, have you noticed that your cloak hasn't disintegrated over the years? And then <laughs> Even it's like, your yeah, wand works totally. fine. Yeah, totally. I did, I mean, to be fair, she was definitely like, this is an important soul having book. I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but this book is important. Okay? The Diary of this Tom Riddle. This diary is going to remain important. And then she got to the seventh book and was like, ha ha ha. The book is important, children. I think I think if you if you if you what Joanne, if one of the Horcruxes, I don't care what you're talking about. OK, what if one of the Horcruxes was Davy Jones heart? <laughs> Man, it was well hidden. But like, think about it. Think about it. And instead of the resurrection stone, there was a compass. Think about it, though, because it, so so Voldemort kills Rufus Scrimger. Same actor. Same actor. Obviously the same person, right? Everybody knows that actors can only play one character. Multiverse. And that of all all characters played by that actor are just the same character in a multiverse. Harry Potter and the Multiverse of Madness. And 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 Gellert Grindelwald is is Jack Sparrow. Is Jack Sparrow. <laughs> um, especially if they get Mads Mikkelsen to replace him. And then you've got a link between Jack Sparrow and Harry Potter and Star Wars Rogue One. Is Mads in Star Wars Rogue One? Yeah, he's the dad. He's he's uh, dad or so. Oh, you know who I'm thinking of? You know who I'm thinking of? Who is um, Colin Firth? Colin Firth? Colin Tribble? Colin, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, Farrell is also Grindelwald. Yes, that is who I'm thinking of. Colin Farrell's been in a lot of stuff that Johnny Depp He's, isn't in. It's just yeah. it's increasing the 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 web, man. The multiverse runs deeper, especially since Mads Mikkelsen is also in the MCU. He's like bad guy sorcerer in Doctor Strange one. Clearly, you don't know your Mads yes. Mikkelsen roles as well as you uh, yeah, report yourself to. Yes, I can't even think of that guy's name. It's Mads Mikkelsen. Mickelson? No, I, I think it's Mickelson. I can think of the bad guy in Doctor Strange 1's name. I, I am due for a rewatch of the entire MCU. The problem is... You have is, been saying that every single week for like a year now. Just either do it or don't. Stop talking about it. Same thing with I, watching Dune. Reading Dune. Just read Dune. Because I, I, I get what you're trying to do, man. I get what you're trying to do, okay? You burned your book of the month for July on Kings of the Wild. Burned? I... I relish. You like that book more than you should, honestly. I thought it was funny. It was fun. It's you're like, this is one of my favorite books I've ever read. I don't know. By the end of it, I was like, yeah, this is this is uh this is annual reread. That's wild status. It's good. Uh it's probably not as good as Dune. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to bet I don't think Dune will be an annual reread though. Um I say that because but, I don't think Mistborn will be. But you and, keep trying to get people to read Dune with you. Yeah. And nobody else seems to want to. Mm -hmm. Just read it. That's mm, an option. It certainly is. The movie comes out in October. Just do it in October. When's my next book of the month? Do I have November or December? I think uh, December. you have November. Oh, but I also did pick a month, a book for December, but everybody should. That's a bonus that book. That's a bonus Bonus, B-O-T-M. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll read Dune. It just has no appeal to me as a book. I don't know. See, it's one of those things. It's like Name of the Wind, where like when I started reading it, I was like, I don't understand how I need to even read this. I think a lot of people will be like, Lord of the Rings is fantastic and super fun and easy to read. 
and when you say that and then you say, so if you like Lord of the Rings, you'll like blank. Immediately, I'm like, I will not like whatever you're about to say. And maybe I like Lord of the Rings because it's hard to maybe, read. And I don't like other things that are hard to read because I can't talk about them and watch amazing movies made about them. Yeah. And maybe it's a case of the fact that I did like the Dune movie and everybody who reads the book hates the Dune movie that I'm just like not interested in the book. Like the book doesn't seem like it's going to offer me anything because like I did like the movie, but I don't care about the world in any way. You might if you read it. Maybe. But that's what I'm saying is like I, I it, it, like it, it offers nothing to me. There are plenty of movies that are based on books that I just don't have any desire to read the book. And then there's Outer Banks not being based on a book. I know. That's a crime. You could read Where the Crawdads Sing. That's also from a fictional uh, town. I called that one in like the first 50 pages and now I can't finish it because I know how it ends. I haven't heard of it. Oh, uh, it's what it was like a Reese's book club book ah. and it was like one of the ones that well like, Reese has not steered me wrong yet. No. Yeah. I mean, it's a great book. Like it's good read, but this is why it gets me nervous. It's like I was reading it and I was like, I know exactly how this is going to end and I hate figuring it out. So I don't like mystery books because I'm too freaking smart. That's not true. I never get it. Even when I watch Scooby-Doo, I get it wrong every freaking time. I read this. Uh, I knew the end of Knives Out because I knew about the freaking iPhone thing and I got it wrong. I read this Eleanor Oliphant book and I definitely got that wrong. Uh, that's a Reese. That's a Reese recommendation. Reese Book Club. She's great. Who Reese? Reese? Love Reese. I would get a Reese poster, maybe not poster, but like a signed image. Right. <laughs> I right was here. gonna say it's a big difference between like a signed eight by ten and every and a Reese Witherspoon poster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what I would get though. Like, do, like I feel like if I was like, Reese, can you sign my legally blonde eight by 10? She'd be like, I mean, I can, but is this the one you want? And I'd be like, not really. I love this movie with my whole heart, but it's not like in any way a facet of who I am, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Reese, if you're listening, if you're out there, let's chat. Reese, if you're a Bacon and Eggs fan, I will come. You can come on the show and talk about literally anything. You can. It doesn't have to be one of your you movies. Just, it could be anything. You just put into the universe that like you have at some point eaten both bacon and eggs. Yeah. That will signal to me that like we are, we're, you know, like you don't have to come on the show. I don't want to. You're a very busy person. You, you work for Apple. You know, that seems hard. You also have a book club to manage. Like that seems. Like yeah. She, she got to read a lot of books and, and just churn out those banger recommendations. Yeah. Either that or she's just an incredibly gifted book picker and just like everything she she picks up is like, well, I got to recommend this. This is good. You know, what? I, I think for a lot of my life, I was under the impression that like and this is probably the case for like Reese and Oprah, but they had like teams of people reading books for them. I don't think it is, though. I think Reese just reads books and recommends the ones she likes. Like, I think that's what makes it so good. Well, she is, is a middle aged white woman. Right. They do. Yeah. Yeah, be yeah. doing so that. Like, right. That's like a facet of the also, thing is read a bunch of books and recommend them. To she's also like you know. a proper glow zillionaire. Yeah. You know, like if she just wanted to read books all the time, she could. I don't think she can sit still that long, but if she wanted to, she could, you know? Well, Reese hasn't steered me wrong yet. The Reese books I've read, <laughs> read this year have been better than Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Colin Dead Man's Chest. That's actually, so I, we talk a lot about books of the show, um, which I try not to do, but I will say the literally zero other than the book Treasure Island, which is a classic from the 19th century. There are no books that like have this level of writing and pirate wit and it drives no, these aren't me even nuts. books. I know they don't exist. I mean, cause clearly they couldn't even get it right twice, right? They couldn't get right. it right twice in a row and they've only got it right. As far as I know, two times out of five. Yeah. But boy, they got that first one right. Those writers were on something special when they put that one out. Oh, consider them mocked. I think about that quote every time somebody's like tells me to remember anything. I'm just like it, it, it doesn't. It hasn't even. It, they don't have to say mark my words. It's just like somebody be like, oh, you should remember this. I'll be like, consider them mocked. 
And I half expected it to be made of wood. Remember, this is the day you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. Ah, I love that movie. That's probably still a top tenner. Like I said, there's no real ship that can match the interceptor. Oi! You're not supposed to be aboard there. This dock is off limits to civilians. <laughs> Terribly sorry. Big high time to fancy to do it before. So strapping gentlemen such as yourselves didn't merit an Those invite. two aren't in this one. That, I think, is why it really falls They're short. They're in the next one. Two. They are, but those two aren't in this one. And that's... That's a key facet of a good I also don't film. remember their names. I don't think they're supposed to have names. They have names. I know they do, but they're not supposed to have, there like, is you know what I mean? This, and I would like to talk about this again, because we talked about it the first time we did the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. The first, the, the first time we did the first one. There is lore here, and I don't know where it comes from. Right. There like, is not ride. source material beyond a, a ride, right? Like... Somebody has invented lore and then put it out into the world and sanctioned it, but without like writing a book, right? They couldn't write a novelization. I swear to God, Disney was just like calling people up and being like, so uh, Gibbs's first name is Joshamy, by the way. And this is his whole backstory. And, and that person is just like, I must tell everyone I know. But nobody else. Cause like you go to the you go to the like wiki dot pirates of the Caribbean and and you get a whole backstory on what Jack Sparrow did before he was captain of the Black Pearl. I will and like tell the you ship this, that he yeah. captained before the Pearl, which is not ever mentioned. So there is novelizations. There's six of them. Two of them are the Curse of the Black Pearl, and they are all junior novelizations. Mm. So junior novelization is an interesting way to go with it. It's very frustrating that they didn't go for the proper adult novelization like they do with Star Wars. Uh, it's an interesting way to go with it because you can't introduce additional lore. It's generally just like a rapid fire version of what's on the television. Yeah. You have a center part? No, I just have hair. Oh. You have a ponytail yet? No. Mm. I'm thinking about going long. I've been enjoying it. I want to I go the beard to here. No, you don't. No, you beard. don't. This isn't even like, oh, you're going to look bad. It's just annoying. It's just very <laughs> annoying. I've had a long beard. It's very annoying. You're not going to enjoy it. You're, your kid's, kid's going to start grabbing on it, and you're going to be like, yeah. ow. Hey, hey, ow, Finn. Ow, my dude. That hurt. Finn has... Finn has I, I, when people describe their children as, like, sticky, Finn is sticky, but not in the way people describe their children as sticky. He's just, like, he's like grippy? Like, grippy. Yeah. He's like a nice Tactile. receiver glove. Yes. and Like, he's not covered yes. in syrup. He's just got... He's just got like, like I know, I know what like you're talking about. I know, I know what you mean. Have you touched Finn? He is that way. Uh, not in a while. Oh yeah, because he was asleep at lunch. Yeah, he was very, he was a very sleepy boy. So, this movie this, makes me this sad. Makes me, this movie makes me sad because I want it to be so good so long. I did like it better this time around than I did when I saw it 15 years ago. Same. I'll tell you that. Same. Much. But I also didn't like it as much as I was hoping I was going to. I was hoping I was, that I was incorrect. Yes, I was hoping that I was like very wrong, kind of like when I revisit Rogue One and I'm like, oh, I was so wrong. This is awesome. Uh, I was very much hoping that. But I will say this. I think watching the Hobbit movies back to back to back would be a slog and a half. I think if I watch the Pirates movies back to back to back, just the first. Three. I don't know. This one was a slog. Honestly, this one was long. It just it is absolutely long. It just drug. But you can, like, I feel like you can, like, get up and get a pot of co coffee. But it's so wild that you can be like, okay, so in the second part of the Caribbean movie, Bill Nye plays Davy Jones, and Jack Sparrow dies fighting the Kraken, and it's boring. It's kind of boring. And it's kind of boring. I'm like, how do you make that boring? And then in the third one, they they have a, they have a, like, a dog fight, but with pirate In ships. the third one, they fight a hurricane. 
and it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's entirely cool. in the movie. The movie is only good. Literally like be, it, 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 you don't have to have anything else in that movie except that slow-mo shot of, of Beckett walking down the stairs and the intro mm-hmm. sequence with the kid singing Hoist the Colors. The king Literally, they, the first two movies, they were like, you know what Hans Zimmer, the guy from Lion King, needs? A co-composer. Actually, a main composer. He's going to be the co-composer. And then... He was the co-composer on Lion King. Not really. You mean Elton John wasn't involved uh, with all of it? He wrote songs, not score. It's a different thing. I think he did. Anyway. Um, I've seen Rocket Man. Elton John can write some sure, score. Sure, sure he can. Yeah, okay. But then the, in the third parts of the caribbean movie they were like you know what let's just turn hans loose and see what happens and he was like i need big drums i need big drums big drums i need i need big I need drums big. there's a guys scene where, i need big drums there's a scene where the governor is in a boat sailing to his death yeah and the music that plays will make a grown man weep mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, he's like, I need big drums. Lots, as many strings as you could find. All of them. Cello. You, oh, you're te- I'm sorry, you're telling me that the London Philharmonic is busy with the John Williams? I will fight John Williams. I need them. I, I need all the would, orchestras at one time. Let me tell you, I don't pay-per-view many fights. I would pay-per-view Hans Zimmer goes in the octagon with John Williams. Like in a music battle or like MMA? No, no, like, like proper I, Hans MMA. Hans Zimmer would win. You think? I think he's got like, he's like 40 years younger. Okay. John Williams would go in there with like a baton and stab his eye out. It's a no holds barred, man. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure Hans Zimmer's got it in the bag. Vince McMahon can also get in the ring. Vince McMahon would kick both their asses. <laughs> Are you <laughs> kidding me? Dude's Vince McMahon's giant. <laughs> yeah. That's a big hombre. We're going to switch this show to bacon and eggs raw, which is a <laughs> gross way to eat both bacon and eggs. I've lost my video. Yeah, you did. Did I lose my audio? No. No. Just the video. There you go. That's weird. It's back. It's a gross way to eat both bacon and eggs, but think about it. The show comes out on Tuesday. Well, it comes out on Thursday, but we record it on Tuesday. We watch Raw on Monday. That's three hours of all hype television. Or every minute of it is about selling you the next pay-per-view. Or we start. Yeah. They got to sell you on, on SummerSlam or whatever. Yeah. Um, or... Or we start recording on Monday nights and just do live commentary of Raw. Of Raw. That's what Pat McAfee did, and he was one of our first podcast inspos. So, welcome back. To, uh, dear listener, what would you say if we... Welcome back to Bases, Bacon's Out. Bacon, is that... So, Laces Out. Laces Out. That's stupid. You can just leave it as Laces Out. What are, what are footballs made of? Bacon. Exactly. Okay. It's derivative. Anyway... The griddle iron. The, the griddle iron. There you go. But then we have to cover football. And that happens less <laughs> yeah. often than Raw. Yeah, Raw happens every week, yeah. 52 weeks a year. Yep. It's like anime, but for muscly gymnasts. And not like anime at all. Well, that like that's why anime is so much garbage, is because they. Oh, because it comes out all the time. Every week. Yeah. yeah. Granted, so is Raw. Like, a lot of it is garbage. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Let's do some big board. I was thinking the same. What did I give this? A 69? <laughs> <laughs> 69. Nice. I got to uh, do the scores here real quick. You gave this a 60 even? Yep. I will notice this. There was a lot of scores that I, I thought were totally fair, like in the 70 range. And there was There's a, a lot bunch of scores of that felt one- inflated. 100 percenters. And I was like, I don't think we watched the same movie, bud. Granted, you could think whatever you want. I'm not your dad, unless you're my children listening to this in the future. In which case, I am your dad. You, you can, I am you cannot dad, think you whatever can, you want. You can still think whatever you want. Your, your thought is restricted by my movie views. Right. 
but dad, I want to like real steel. I want to. <laughs> I almost want to watch that one because I feel like was that. Did we see that one? We saw it we in did. the theaters with Hunter Wells. No, I don't think we yeah, did. Yeah, we did because it has truck in it. Is that the one with his truck? I'm in pretty it? sure. I don't know. Call him right now. No, don't call him right now. <laughs> He's got a, a young child just like you do. Oh, yeah, that's Hugh Jackman. I did see this. Yeah. Yeah, we saw it with the Hunter Wells. Okay, this is not the one I'm thinking of. Somebody, this has got a 60%. Uh, there was another one that somebody tweeted at me and was like, this got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I loved it. And I thought it was Real Steel, but it wasn't. It was something else. I don't know. Does that have Marissa Tomei in it? Real Steel? Yeah. No, that's not Evangeline Lilly. What? She's in it. What are you talking about? Which, which makes it an easy 100 percenter. God, why are you so obsessed with Evangeline Lilly? Uh, when you are in Lost and then in something else, it's immediate 100 percent. Mm, I no no. I don't think it is. I don't think you'd watch anything that had Matthew Fox in it. Matthew Fox is a different game because let me, let me do Matthew Fox's whole acting. I don't even know what the right guy here. who plays Sawyer's name is, but you wouldn't watch anything with him in it. Yes, I have. He's in Ghost Protocol, and I saw it in theaters. Yeah, but you wouldn't like it. I certainly did. That's not possible. He dies Those movies in like suck. the seventh minute. This is hold on. I'm Matthew Fox acting in anything. That was it. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I was not watching. It's Olga Fonda was the uh, image I was looking at. Uh, she has multiple pictures here in this uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I'm uh, Rotten Tomatoes like from the L.A. premiere. And her character in the movie was Russian robot owner. Man, this is a good audience score. Jesus Christ. What are we looking at? Uh, so so what do we recap the other scores for me? So uh, looking at the. 2021 movie rankings i gave it a 69 you gave it a 60 rotten tomatoes and metacritic both gave it a 53 and the rotten tomatoes audience gave it a 72 i think our audience will be the highest of it those will scores. <laughs> it's an 87 dang 87 I don't know how to tell, tell you that's an 87 for all uh two pirates two caribbean uh, despite that, it still only beats out the Santa Claus. It actually, and it actually does beat out the Hobbit, the Battle of the Five Armies. Um, Wait, it's third worst? Fourth, fifth worst. Fifth worst. Okay. It beats out the Hobbit, the Battle of Five Armies, the Santa Claus, A New Legacy, and the Desolation of Smaug. Wild. Wild. Well, sorry, listeners. We didn't like it very much. Neither did the critics. Uh, I will say that, like, this beating the Hobbit movies is exactly what I thought it was going to do. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's fair. So I don't know if I said it. The score was a 68.2, uh, okay. which puts it still six points ahead of the next score, which is the Battle of the Five Armies at a 62. Man, there's some some ground to be covered in there. I know. The problem is we don't have a ton of weeks left. We're no. very... We're running up on the edge of, uh, of, of year five. Year four. Year five? Year four. Well, this is year four. Yes, we're running up to the end of year yeah. four. Yeah. What gimmick are we going to introduce for year five? We have not talked about it. It's raw. It's raw. It's bacon and eggs raw. We rank each week against each other. John Cena wins every week. I don't think he even wrestles anymore. He still wins in my heart. <laughs> it's John Cena versus The Rock every week of the year. Every week of the year. We could review WrestleMania or something. Say. I was thinking that, like, yeah, we could, if we wanted, we could go out and get some old pay-per-views that are like 
out there and available and review those or like the the next WrestleMania. It's one of those things where we'd be like, well, I don't know if any of our audience watches that, but like we forget that it is by far the most popular piece of entertainment out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 it probably wouldn't it. be as narrow casting as if we started watching like Ukrainian men's volleyball, like the domestic league for Ukrainian men's volleyball. I bet we could get more listeners for bacon and eggs covers the WWE than bacon and eggs covers the day. The NFL. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You ever listen to Pistol Sh- Pistol Shrimps Radio, no. which is a podcast where it's it's like a real podcast where two comedians go and um do live commentary on like a local women's rec basketball team. Nice. Um, and it's hilarious. I'll have to. It's called check it's called it Pistol Shrimps Radio, and it's hilarious because the t- I well, guess if you like the team is like called the Pistol, Pistol Shrimps, Shrimps Radio, and you like this show, and you want to listen to more like it. Pistol Shrimps Radio might be a good choice, but would it be even better choice would be Curly Critics. Celebrating their year anniversary today as the crow flies. Super proud of them. Which is two days ago as the recording or as the release flies. And however many days ago from when you listen to this, my children, and make your own opinions about the dead man's yeah. chest. Um, happy. Uh, let's see. I did this before where I accidentally nailed somebody who was like, if you're listening to this on July 10th, 2021, like, hello to you. <laughs> And they ah. were listening to that like accidentally. I'm just like, oh, what? Hang on a second. This is weird. So if you're listening on uh, March 4th, 2023, tweet at Curly Critics and say, howdy do from 2023. Ethan sent me peace out to say to say hello. Ethan sent me to say hello. Um, peace and love. Heart emoji. Uh, let's see. What emoji can I predict they will have that they don't have right now by 2023? Um, I don't know what emojis they don't have. I don't either. Um, like to me, there's always an emoji for what I want to say, because what I want to say is dictated by what emojis are there. Um, so, yeah, say Ethan sent me peace and love um, and then a taco yeah velociraptor taco it's gotta be yeah okay bye um enjoy 2023 hope it's going well hope it's better than yeah hope we're not we're living through yeah now. hope we're not involved in the the phi beta kappa variant of COVID 19 this is a great way to get rid of greek life in college campuses though i can tell you that much yeah because eventually like the first one we'll hit will probably be like the alpha phi variant well because no here's the thing though is they're they're getting rid of um i don't think they're getting rid of of greek life they're getting rid of of questionable brands one at a time right because they went for corona first and now they're going for delta airlines and so next it's going to be like i don't know the the um like the arby's variant whoa whoa slander uh, dude, I love Arby's, but people be hating Smarbies. No, the Long John Silver's the Long variant. John Silver's variant. <laughs> Long John Silver's. Oh, God. If Long John Silver's is still in business in 2023, I have done something wrong. God. <laughs> I don't know if they're still in business right now. They are. They are. They are. <sighs> if you look up Long John Silver's, they're the, like the, the flavor text on their Google result. Is the lo- the the Long John Silvers the lore and lust of Long John Silvers lore and, and lust. lust of deep fried processed fish parts? I bet it's pretty good. You remember when McDonald's introduced fish nuggets and they called them fish McBites? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, they bacon and eggs of production the WWE. I need to go to bed. WB, 
WBENE Network. Bacon and Eggs is a production of the WBNE Podcast Network. For more podcasts like this one and Curly Curtis, go to WBNE.org or search for any of our great shows anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, our graphics are by Vaishan Brandon. You can follow him at Vaishan Designs on Instagram. And our music is by Four Years Strong. They're a wonderful band you can find on um, everywhere music is sold. Uh, permission was neither asked nor given to use this song. Andy, we'll have your music back next week, I promise. Um, but the song is called Abandoned Ship or Abandoned All from the thing. From the 2000-whatever album, Rise or Die it's Trying. Uh, available now on Fearless Records. Maybe... I don't remember who has For Your Strong right now. Whoops. Available now on Discogs. Available now on Discogs for a lot of money. Um, more money than you should pay for a vinyl record. That's probably Scratch because it's 15 years old. Cool. Um, anyway, I've been Ethan Edgelis with Tyler Carlin, and this has been Bacon and Eggs. Until next time, Arriba Archie. Abandon ship or abandon hope.